Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back, you health renaissance people. Yes, today we're going to talk about immune system, lung and blood health. Why? Because the the um, absolutely psychotic nature of the world with the coronavirus and all the restrictions, um, we are going to get down to the dirt, down and dirty to the real immune system. Because you realize now, hopefully most of you realize, that things will never go back to normal. Why? Because the government screwed up. They, they got you convinced that this massive pandemic was going to walk across the world. And then turns out that it's no more infectious or deadly than a common cold or the flu. And since they it, they wanted to build up the numbers, they changed the diagnostic criteria. So whatever you're looking at, um, this is – it, it's not a normal um, virus response. And so since the governments have um, implemented face mask shielding and six-foot distancing – all of which are completely ineffective, and they were used back in the Middle Ages, and they've been used in the 1918, okay? And so it doesn't work. Study after study shows face masks don't work. Six-foot distance just is ridiculous. But then the incredible psychosis of what the governments are doing, where in Michigan you can drive a kayak, but you can't drive a boat with a motor. Uh, in Long Beach, you can walk on the grass, but not on the beach. In Huntington Beach, you can walk on the beach, but not on the grass. Um, and then, of course, you've got the nanny state in San Diego, where uh, the mayor says that people would not keep the six foot distance. So he had to be big daddy and close it. So let's get a step back from all this absolute insanity and look at an anatomy and physiology. Does that make sense or does that make sense? Well, one thing you probably heard about is that the ventilators, it's, it's the unique type of disease that we put these people on ventilators and they die. Yeah. Also, too, when you look at it, normally when you're put on a ventilator, it's because someone has given you so many drugs that it's during an operation that it, um, it, it compromises your ability to breathe. Or if you've had some type of brain damage or stroke. Totally cool. Now, we know there's um, this type to utilize a respirator when people have poor lung function and, and toxic blood that can't hold the oxygen that's not the right time to do a ventilator. So what they do is they take somebody that's sick, that has trouble breathing, they have trouble doing the oxygen carbon dioxide transfer, and so they give them further drugs to knock them completely out so it paralyzes their natural respiratory, and they put a tube down their trachea and have this machine force oxygen in and carbon dioxide out. So there's a thing called ventilator-associated pneumonia, it can also cause pneumothorax, which is air leaking into this uh, cavity in the chest wall between the lung and the ribs. And there's also lung damage because you can damage the little alveoli sacs and also oxygen toxicity. I know it sounds crazy, but you have sensors in your neck called a chemo or carbon dioxide receptor and a baroreceptor in the neck that if your carbon dioxide levels go up, then, you know, the heart rate increases. So you have sensors already in place, and there's certain conditions that hypoxia or low levels of oxygen can actually be corrected. 
So hugely important. We look at the health of our population. And you might wonder why um, you to put a COVID-19 diagnosis on somebody that died, you don't need any test. You just need to be suspecting it. Uh, so obviously the numbers are going to skyrocket. But let's look at the, at the CDC. And this is where a lot of medical deities are from. Wait, did I say medical deities? Okay, no, no, MDs. I knew that D standard for something. But, you know, it's now these guys are the ones in charge of your health. And what do we have so far? We have 60% of Americans, and this was before the COVID fiasco, um, had a chronic illness or disease. And this is heart disease, cancer, COPD, strokes, Alzheimer's, type 2 diabetes, or kidney disease. On, and this is 6 out of 10, or 60% of our population. Now, we also know that millennials' health has plummeted. Okay, so we're looking at, at people after the age of 27. Um, <laughs> they literally, their health is declining rapidly. Why? Because our entire population, one in two will have cancer, one in five or 20% will get an autoimmune disorder, 25% uh, of all deaths are from heart disease. And you might say, well, wait a second, wait a second. Isn't the average death rate for an American like the average day, so like that means every day, 7,700 people die on average, and that's true. That means tomorrow, on average, 7,700 people will die. And we're seeing a number of those deaths categorized uh, in, in, in inflammatory um, um, processes. So the media can whip you up into a frenzy so that you go along with anything the government says. Well, we got to look at the government because they were pretty much screwing up everybody's health. Now, we, you don't hear, okay, in the last few months uh, where COVID is on uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, the news everywhere, you're not hearing about the a massive rise in autism. Um, why? Because it's on the back burner. Now, we know by 2025, and that's only in four years from now, that, that autism will cost America $1 trillion. I know what you're saying now. Why don't we just print more money? Well, it seemed to work now. Um, you know, it might be in the long run, printing more money, probably not a good idea. So we know that the chronic illness or diseases in America is through the roof. So let's look at this. What causes an interruption in immune system uh, communication? Now, we know endocrine disruptors, and these are industrial phospholipids. They're chemicals. They're pesticides that mimic how your body communicates with itself. We know all medications uh, can affect the immune system. We know vaccinations affect the immune system, toxins in our food and toxins in our environment. Uh, now, so let's, just for the heck of it, let's look at what we know now and step into the future on how we're going to work with the immune system. Because this whole talk is titled Lung and Blood Health. So I want you to get the anatomy and physiology of that. And just know that we have um, like, like, like three different types of immune systems. The innate immune system. Now, this is an immune system that we're all born with, and it has some level of education on pathogens you may experience. Uh, 
Then you have an adaptive immune system. This means that as you go through life, you get exposed to stuff. So let's say that you got exposed to the flu last year. That means that you developed a response, an immune system response to that, so that you're protected from any similar types of, of flu or bacteria or viruses. And so this is what happens when you get a common cold or flu. You develop an immune system response, and this is, this is acquired immunity. Then you have passive immunity. This is immunity you get from mother's milk. And this is fantastic because all the experiences that mom had actually is passed on through her milk into you so that your immune system gets stronger. I mean, it's, it's a brilliant system. Uh, the, the challenge is that every system of the body, we're talking cardiovascular, um, skeletal, digestive, nervous system, we all have uh, different aspects of this in our immune system. So, so what do we got? We got a population that's extremely ill, chronic disease, 60%. And then we have this fear factor promoted um, by the government. And what's the saving grace? This is when you hear angels saying, it will be the new norm now until we get the vaccine. That's right, okay? That They're waiting for that absolute savior, the vaccine, even though currently the vaccinations of the 72 doses of 17 different vaccines that have absolutely no liability is causing a massive rise in chronic illness and disease. So let's look at this. What does chronic disease come from? Where, where does it come from? Well, we know poor sleep patterns, inflammation, diet, gut health, stress, it's uh, physical activity, toxins. All of these are going to be contributing factors into the chronic illness or disease. And you might think, well, God, that makes sense because a lot of people, there's a lot of natural health doctors out there um, extolling the virtues of strengthening the immune system, not fighting the COVID or anything, but strengthening the immune system is the best way to handle it. So not dealing with the symptoms, okay, not, not giving a steroid to suppress the cough reflex or an antibiotic in, in uh, like prophylactically, even though it destroys the normal gut flora, or given, you know, some type of antiviral or um, blood thinner. Okay, so what, uh, the, how does the immune system work? Well, I've used these slides before where Gary Fatham, who's a press professor of immunology and rheumatology, um, says they don't know. Mark Davis, chair of Stanford School of uh, Medicine, Microbiology and Immunology, it's staggeringly complex when he talks about the immune system. Uh, and there's an awful lot of moving parts. We don't know what the vast majority of them do or should be doing. So with, with these experts in the immunology are talking about is that they don't know how the thing works. And this is also why I've got a big challenge with absolutely no placebo controlled trials on the vaccines at how the vaccines actually work in the body. We know they trigger an inflammatory response. They don't work on everyone. Of course, one size doesn't fit all. Not everybody is going to have the same response to every medication or therapy, but that's just common sense. Oh, wait, common sense is not utilized in our government. 
I mean, we could look at Dr. David Sackett, and this is brilliant. I mean, it's it's one of the most famous um, uh, commencement day speeches, you know, or or like in orientations of medical school everywhere. Quote, half of what you'll learn in medical school will be shown to be either dead wrong or out of date within five years of your graduation. The trouble is no one can tell you which half. So the most important thing to do is to learn and keep learning on your own. Brilliant. Brilliant. He's absolutely correct. Now, we know that the system is so messed up that they're even at um, not recommending the annual physical. That means the annual physical, uh, there's an inverse relationship between the money spent on healthcare and your physical. And why? Because there's an institutional corruption of the pharmaceuticals, according to the Journal of Law and Medical, Medicine and Ethics. So what do we do? We know the system is completely screwed up. Um, what do you do? You build a new system, honest to goodness. And that's, that's what we've done in Huntington Beach and Tijuana. Now, now, just think of this. Instead of dealing with the symptoms, what's our protocol at the Tijuana Clinic? Well, first, and, and this is all, we're going to get into the anatomy and physiology, but first, we do a consultation, not for symptoms, but to find the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors that you might be experiencing. Then we do orthopedic and chiropractic um, exams on you. We do a live blood cell analysis to check the health of the blood. We do a full body thermography, digital stress x-rays, a nerve scans, um, a complete blood cell count, a digital dental exam, a report of findings to show what all of our tests do. And you figure the full body thermography is going to identify toxicities. The digital stress x-rays will identify different ways that your brain communicates with your body. The nerve scans show surface electromography or how your muscles are firing. Um, the rolling thermo scan, which is showing your autonomic function. Uh, the nervous system that controls and coordinates every function of the body. Uh, the digital dental exam, if we find toxicities or heavy metal exposure. All of this, all of this is what we do. And why? Because we're not looking for symptoms. We know that symptoms, and this includes COVID, it includes cancer, it includes high blood pressure, all of these are adaptive physiologic responses. So let's look at the, auto, um, the autonomic nervous system where you live your life. This means that your body is going to respond to physical, chemical, or emotional stress um, in the same way. That's right. If you get physically stressed, chemically stressed, or emotionally stressed, your heart rate's going to elevate, blood supply is going to shut down to the gut, and the immune system's going to be weakened. And I know what you're thinking. Well, it, didn't they figure that into the entire shutdown of America? That, that isolating people uh, will weaken their immune system? Nope, they didn't do it. And in fact, if we look at um, how, how brilliant the medical system is, uh, have you ever heard of Zantac? It, it, know that it breaks down into carcinogen and that now they have a huge number of lawsuits against it. And I know this because I got in my spam email um, said, hey, look, if you use Zantac, uh, we're winning claims from the manufacturer. So we know that the pharmaceutical industry is a proven criminal, proven criminal, where they've, they've produced a product, got it approved, and it's literally 
killed millions. And this is just one Zantac. I mean, you could look at the one that killed more people than the Vietnam War, um, the pain reliever. Okay. And, and um, we're, we're going to get into this, but now let's look at the lung function. Okay, you've got, say it with me, C3, C4, C5 keeps you alive. What that means is that at the base of your neck, you have a nerve that supplies the diaphragm, and the diaphragm is the breathing muscle. Now, who are negatively affected in this coronavirus? The sick people. 99.9% of everybody that dies from this was already sick. So now, let's get you healthy. How? Number one is start looking how to diaphragmatically breathe. Why? Because you're using that muscle. That means when you breathe in, your tummy has to come out. You blow out, your tummy comes in. And that diaphragmatic movement is not only moving the intestinal tract around, it's actually getting your, your lungs to expand air correctly. And that, that we have to look at how the body actually works. I mean, you have these clusters of grape called alveoli. And these alveoli uh, are so thin and so small that they allow oxygen to go in and carbon dioxide to go out. So it transfers this carbon dioxide oxygen transfer. This is why you have to do a full oxygen transfer. This is why a yawn is built in. Um, and this means literally, when you yawn, you expand your lung, and this helps get rid of it. Now, it's interesting, because when we're looking at lung function, correct breathing is vital to good function. Correct nerve supply is vital, but also we have to look at what blood is. It's interesting, the British Medical Journal said that repeated viral infections in the lower respiratory tract infections early in life reduce the risk of developing asthma. Isn't that interesting? That they say that viruses, exposure to them, actually helps your immune system, so it decreases your risk of asthma later. Now, we know antibiotics in asthma, uh, if you're using antibiotics when you're a kid, it increases the risk of developing asthma. Now, why would that be? Well, we have the sickest, most medicated population on the planet in America. But if you're taking an antibiotic, you eat that. It goes in your stomach, filtered through your liver, gets in the bloodstream. And so antibiotics are generally poisonous mold. So you're inducing this. No wonder it's going to grow in lung tissue. Then we know um, some of the other medications can damage uh, brain, but I'm going to show some slides of what blood is. Think of this. When you're looking at blood cells, red blood cells are like little tiny um, circles, but, but it's like two Frisbees glued together. Um, it, 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 it's a biconcave disc, so it holds a huge amount of oxygen. Absolute fantastic design. Well, under stress, the blood cells start to clump together. Okay, and they come, come together in like, like a roll of coin formation. It's called rouleau coin formation. Now, the problem with that is when they start clumping together, uh, they can't hold as much oxygen. They can't do their job. So blood pressure has to increase. This is why when we see somebody with uh, elevations in blood pressure, 
we don't think, ooh, you have high blood pressure. No, we think your blood is not efficient or there's going to be a physical, chemical, or emotional stress that your body's adapting to it. Now, no way in the world if we had somebody with high blood pressure, would we say, hey, look, you have medication deficiency? No, that's for the, the medical deities, the ones that are all-knowing and all-seeing, except they're really stupid if you're treating high blood pressure with a drug that, and the drug that, caught, that, that you would give for high blood pressure increases your risk of stroke, then the doctor really should be a real doctor and find the underlying cause of the high blood pressure. And you should be looking for the physical, chemical, or emotional stress. Because I got to tell you, if that blood is starting to clump together and you can see it on a live blood cell analysis, we can literally see this at our clinic, okay? And we can identify that that blood is under stress. Now, how, how important is this? Look, if you look at the Annals of Internal Medicine, and this is 2001, so a while ago, they said just one serving of vegetables lowers the risk of heart disease. Why? Because dark green leafy plants has vitamins, phytonutrients, everything else, but it helps separate those red blood cells. It makes the body work correctly. We knew the American Journal of Epidemiology they were talking about flavonoids, apples, broccoli, tea can actually help blood. So why is this important? Well, when we look at some of the responses to certain um, viruses or pathogens, you've got some doctors using hydrogen peroxide nebulized. Works fantastic. It gets in there and destroys certain pathogens. What about high-dose vitamin C? Works fantastic. Hey, they were using that at the... Um, hospital in China, in Wuhan, where they're looking at high-dose vitamin C. Works fantastically well. Why? Because the detoxing and IV nutrients literally can help that blood be healthy. Um, <laughs> when, when you're looking at this, look at the physical, chemical, and emotional stressors for lung function. Look at three, C3, C4, C5 keeps you alive. But if that blood's not healthy, it's not going to have a good function. So you have to look at the health of the blood as directly equating to the health of your body. So let's look at different stress responses. Now, officially, what's the cause of high blood pressure? From the medical deities, it's unknown. Officially, what causes type 2 diabetes? Unknown. What causes anxiety? Unknown. What causes low-functioning thyroid? Usually unknown. Uh, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, uh, chronic regional pain syndrome, eye inflammatory bowel disease. What causes all of those? Unknown in the medical world. In normal doctor world, where we're looking at the physical, chemical, or emotional stressors, you will find underlying stressors that are the causative factor of those diseases. Now, the reason that America's population is so sick is that we're literally drugging stress symptoms. That means if you have high blood pressure, we're not going to look at the physical, chemical, emotional stress. You're going to get a diuretic, beta blocker, or ACE inhibitor. Now, early on, they're saying, oh, my God, ACE inhibitors seem to weaken the lung function. Well, beyond that, any one of these drugs is not going to fix the actual problem. 
every drug used to treat a stress response weakens the immune system response. It either makes the blood more toxic, um, alters the digestive tract, it has some type of negative effect on the body. This is why the blood pressure drugs increase your risk of stroke. This is why cholesterol drugs Cholesterol drugs and cholesterol is vital in hormone production. It's, it's vital in bioproduction. It aids in digestion, emulsifies fats, gets you the fatty acid. I mean, cholesterol is hugely important. And if you take a cholesterol-lowering drug, what happens? Increase hardening the arteries and heart failure. Why? Because cholesterol goes up under stress. So we continually see that if you drug somebody, um, who's having a stress response, the human being does not turn out that well. We can look at clinical cardiology. They talk about decreased myocardial infunction. We can look at the Journal of Atherosclerosis, and they talk about statin use, increased prevalence of coronary plaques. So what causes the damage to the lungs and blood health? Um, anything that damages the gut. So we're looking at antibiotics, um, the stress responses, vaccines, processed foods, all of that. So, so what can we do to help our body? Well, if we look at, at, say, smoking, smoking the commercially produced cigarettes with the pesticides and everything else, well, what smoking does, it depletes the body of vitamin C. So if we know that people in Wuhan had completely toxic air, we know that people who have been exposed to dust and particles. And we also know that people that are smoking today are also at risk of not just the COVID-19, but any type of virus. Knowing that smoking depletes vitamin C, and this is out of the American Journal of Public Health and the Journal of Inflammation, should we supplement vitamin C? Absolutely. But you've got to do it to bowel tolerance. So what does that mean? You've got to get a whole food vitamin C, um, and, and this is, but get it from anywhere, but whole food vitamin C is the best and you take increasing doses. So if you're the average person, you start taking between 500 and a thousand milligrams of vitamin C, say every three to four hours, and you keep increasing the dose until you get bowel tolerance where you start pooping like crazy, you get diarrhea. Then you reduce the dosage of vitamin C, and, and so this way you're always, always flushing it out. See, vitamin C is an antioxidant. It helps protect your lungs from free radical damage. Uh, it helps regenerate your vitamin E supplies. It improves iron absorption. So, you know, not just vitamin C supplements, but look at citrus fruits, um, strawberries, tomatoes, broccoli, cabbage. All of these things are super high in vitamin C. Then look at vitamin A for healthy lung function. And this is hugely important. And where do you get it? Um, Pasture-raised beef, or organic pastured chicken, raw organic butter, raw milk, heavy cream, um, a, a fatty fish like sardines, anchovy, mackerel. Uh, fantastically good. And then you look at carotenoids, okay? And the, this is, the, the, it, we're talking stimulates intracellular communication. Um, fantastic. And where do you get these? Sweet potatoes, kale, spinach. So when you start looking at, at let food be your medicine and medicine be your food, fantastically important, and it's true. So 
Um, when, when you look at glutathione and you get this from sulfur rich compounds like cruciferous vegetables, um, uh, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, um, cabbage, uh, garlic, onions, fantastically good for you. Uh, look at black seed oil. Uh, and it's also known as nigella sativa. Uh, we're talking over 800 published studies that talk about how it helps as a bronchodilator, protects your liver. And this is why when you look at people that are approaching um, this flu season, like every other flu season, and are effective at correcting the dis different causative factors of the flu. Now I'm saying flu because flu is not a reportable disease, even though they're estimating that it kills around 60 to 80,000 people a year, but it's not a reportable disease. Why? Because every year the flu goes through. Now coronavirus is about 23 to 25% of all the flus. Then you have bacterial or Coxsackie viruses. Those are also a contributing factor to what we would call the flu. <sighs> know that this happens every year, and it will happen every year. You cannot isolate yourself. Um, you have to strengthen your immune system. Viruses are normal and natural on our planet. We have to break the cycle of fear, and the only way we can break the cycle of fear is through education. Tonight, we're going to have detailed um, aspects on anatomy, physiology, and what you can do to strengthen your immune system, and you will be okay. Um, your great-grandmother has survived all sorts of novel viruses. Your great-great-great-grandmother has also you will be okay, but look at strengthening the immune system, not being afraid of the environment. Your immune system is built by God. Made, you are made in the image and likeness of God. There is an intelligence about you. Strengthen your immune system. Look at your physical, chemical, and emotional stress. And not only will you get through this, but you're going to be stronger for it. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you. I love you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.